Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in marketing and how to use their podcast to generate leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Lindsay Brownson. Lindsay is a life coach for entrepreneurs and hosts the Spark and Victory podcast. She helps business owners create the time, energy, freedom, and fulfillment they crave. As an entrepreneur for over 10 years, Lindsay understands the day-to-day challenges of running a business, growing, and staying connected to the things that matter most. She works with entrepreneurs who want to become master problem solvers and powerful decision makers so they feel confident, focused, and inspired by their life. I'm so excited to have Lindsay here to chat today all about the ins and outs of what's working with her podcast called Spark and Victory. So let's just dive right in. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and your podcast and just how you got started doing all the things. Awesome. Hey, Jenny, I'm super excited to talk to you too. I love having conversations with you and I'm thrilled to be here. This is going to be so much fun. And I love what you do. I'm a super huge fan of your work. So that is so fun. Um, Yeah. So I am a business coach for life owners. I help small business owners get unstuck and to get fired up again about their business (laughs) because most small business owners that I know spend like a significant amount of their time and energy feeling overwhelmed and unsure about what they're doing, if it's the right thing to be doing or what they're not doing that they should be doing. And we really work so hard as business owners in our day to day and it can be really difficult to pull away from that and enjoy your life. Um, which is really the whole point, right? (laughs) It's like kind of why we're here. So that's what I do with people. Um, I help us really step back and examine the big picture. I'm really into um, finding clarity, like figuring out what is the real problem going on in your life or in your business, whatever that is, we got to get to the root cause of that problem and solve it from there. And then same thing with the goals, the things that we really want in our lives. So many of us are just inundated with information about how our business should look and what we should want and what we should be aiming for that we don't really have the like the space and the mental clarity to know what it is that we truly want and what our life can look like so that's where i focus with business owners and uh yeah and we have a lot of fun in the process yeah i love that and Lindsay is so good at what she does guys like we we've chatted before about different topics and she has something called like a clarity call and it's really really powerful so if you guys are interested in that definitely hit Lindsay up because it's it's super cool um but yeah let's just kind of dive right in um just head first so why did you start your podcast and how long have you been doing it for So I started my podcast. It's called Spark and Victory. I kind of forgot to throw that out in the beginning. (laughs) Spark and Victory, I started back in December. So it's been about nine months. Um, And the reason that I started a podcast, first and foremost, because 
podcasting is my favorite platform. I love listening to podcasts and I just really enjoy being able to hear somebody's voice, whether it's through an interview or just in solo episodes. I feel so much more connected to people. So I think it's a really great way to engage with people and to get what it is that is unique and special about them, but to really start to feel like you know them over a period of time. So that's what drew me to having a podcast is because I also wanted to have those kinds of conversations and those relationships with people. Um, I'm also obsessed with talking to business owners, <laughs> as, as you may imagine. That's one of my favorite things to do. So that's primarily what we do in the show is interviews. Um, and I really don't like just focusing so much when it comes to business podcasts. I think we're really focused on tactics and strategies, but I really want to talk more about the experience of being an entrepreneur. So my podcast is about having those experiences and sharing those stories and the anecdotes around, you know, here's what it looked like for me to start my business, or this is my experience of having a major pivot in my life, or this is what I went through in burnout and, and really like open those conversations up to a completely different way of looking at how we approach being a business owner. Yeah, I love that. And I think you do that very well. I think like, you know, like you said, a lot of people have strategy and all that stuff and it's all about tips and tricks and all that, but really talking about the core reason, like why you started your business, what you're getting out of it, kind of the ups and downs, the highs and lows, things like that. I think that's so much, so valuable. And, and there's such a place for that because there is so much strategy and tips and tricks being thrown out there. But I don't feel like a lot of people or enough people really are talking about the other things. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, going back to these thoughts on clarity and knowing how you want to build your business, it's, I almost feel like it adds to the noise, like the more strategy and the more tactics and tips we throw out without really having that deep understanding of like, what does it mean to me? What does it look like for me? It just adds to the confusion and the overwhelm that business owners are already struggling with. Right. I totally agree. Like people are just giving out advice like there's no tomorrow but it's not always applicable to every single person like it may not feel right for them personally or it may just not be the right time for them to hear that advice or vice versa so it's one of those things that it's just like there's so much of it out there and I think it's wise to kind of pick and choose who you listen to when it comes to those kinds of tips and trick type episodes because you can get overwhelmed really really quick if you're not careful totally yeah, yeah. So when it comes to your podcast, kind of what is the format? I'm pretty sure you do mostly interview style, correct? But do you do some solos as well? And then how often do you put out new episodes? Yeah. Okay. So this is a fun question because the format right now is when I launched my podcast, I started in doing seasons. So my initial vision for how this was going to go was that I would have 10 episodes that were interviews. Um, per season and they were based on a specific theme and then I was going to take like a two or three month break between episodes so that I could spend my time and energy really promoting and building the podcast audience instead of just creating new content all the time and how that has shifted now now what I do is I still have seasons and there are 10 episodes each time but then I do a series a mini series um, that's just solo episodes in between the seasons so it'll go season of 10 interviews and then four solo episodes and then season of 10 interviews. 
And then I recently started um, experimenting with throwing in a couple solo episodes that are related to the season within the season itself. So now I end up having, I don't know, like 14 episodes per season, but four of those will be solo. I love that. That's really cool. And it's different because most people are either like all interviews or all solos or like interview solo, interview solo, whatever. Um, so I think that's really cool. So do you, are you still taking like that two to three month break between seasons or how's that working? No. So now I'm doing an episode every week and, um, yeah, I, what I found was that the seasons really created, they actually were a complete flop. Um, in taking that break because you build up this momentum and then you just go away for a while. Right. Um, so yeah, what I've discovered recently is that I really started to hit my stride about, it was probably like four months in to, so I'm at nine months now. Yeah. So about four months into having the podcast is when I really started to build an audience of people who were like subscribing, listening to every episode, sending me comments and getting engaged. And so I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to give that up, right? Like I'm not going to back off of that. Um, so I am right now I'm finding that, um, an episode a week is really the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way because you're still getting out there. You're still being consistent, not dropping off the face of the planet. Um, but you know, it's not as overwhelming as like twice a week or something like that. So I, I completely feel that. And that's what a lot of people that I've noticed do like once a week. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of people do the seasons thing and I thought that was interesting because I was curious how it like worked out for them. But it's interesting to know that like for you personally, you were just kind of like, eh, maybe not. Like this is not the best idea. Because you're right. Like you build up all this momentum and then you fall off the face of the earth for like two months because you're busy promoting your um, previous content people kind of get disinterested and they might unsubscribe or they maybe like when you come back, maybe they are still subscribed, but they're like, Oh, like I forgot about her kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just don't have the kind of audience, I'm <laughs> not serial. Right. So if you have an audience that supports doing it in seasons and taking these big breaks, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, for me, it was really just about how do I keep people coming back and how do I keep them engaged? And, but I do love it. So I still do the seasons in terms of the like topic. So I ask my guests in our interviews, the same question each season. Mm -hmm. Um, so everybody has very different answers and what they're doing is they're actually telling a specific story of a time when like our, I think our last season was pivotal moments. So a major pivotal moment in their career, they're telling a story of that. So it's all different, but it's got that similar flavor throughout each episode, which I do think works really well. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Thinking back for me, I mean, I'm actually, as we're recording this, I'm taking a two week break, which is not very long, but since I'm relaunching with this new format, I wanted to have like a nice transition so I can like make this season, season three. Now that it's out, it will be season three. So yeah, interesting. And like, I don't really take breaks either. Typically I, you know, I'll take off, I'm taking off this two weeks and then I'm going to be taking off like two or three weeks for Christmas. But, um, or the holidays, because I feel like people aren't consuming as much then because they're just spending time with family and all that stuff. But other than that, I mean, I don't think taking a break is super necessary because there's ways to continue to promote your older content while you have new content still coming out for sure. So. Mm, I would love to pick your brain on that. <laughs> I want to know your special podcast secrets on <laughs> repurposing and yeah, we can have a separate conversation on that for sure. Um, but I think that's really helpful to just 
because you know you don't want to just put it out there and have it die um after it goes out into the world so totally tons of ways to do that but yeah i'm happy to chat about that later um but yeah so what do you feel like is working the best in your podcast right now so this can be like anything but just something that you feel like is just really going well hmm that's such a good question i think you know, just basing it on like the feedback that I've heard from people, I think the fact that it's very short. So our episodes are around 20 minutes okay. and which means that they're about like 10 to 15 minutes of interview. Right. And so we get right to the point. <laughs> like, the guests tell a little bit about themselves and then we really get into why everybody's here. And I think people enjoy that. So it's like short and succinct, but it's still really juicy. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of what I've heard is just that it's an easy car ride and people really like that because they don't feel then like it's a task that they have to add to their busy schedules. It's just something that is um, a pick me up and something to think about for their day. Um, I also think something that's working really well in terms of promotion is making the audio clips. So I do our audio clips and post them to IGTV and then I use IGTV to go to the other Instagram stuff. And I haven't posted it to Facebook yet that I, I want to do that. And being able to like give that asset to our guests along with the other um, just like flat graphic things, I think has been really good because just that it's a little bit more engaging, the audio, it gets people hooked a little bit better. I also find that whenever I post these on IGTV, people respond, I get way more views than I do when I just post the, the graphic to right. stories or to my feed. So I think that's a really cool um, thing that we've figured out. And then same thing with the guests. The guests love having an actual like live asset that they can use. Right, right. And this is the time where I need to say that I need to treat myself like a client because I definitely did not do that in my past year and a half of producing episodes, but it's something that I'm doing starting with this new season. Um, so yeah. Um, I think that's really helpful and it doesn't really take that much longer to do, especially if you aren't the one that's doing it, like have your VA or someone help you with that. It takes very little time and I think it's a really good addition. And like you said, your, you know, your guests are enjoying it. Your audience is enjoying it. It just makes it more engaging than like a static feed graphic. And you can always put a static graphic on your feed and then use like the audio clip for like Instagram stories or Facebook or whatever. Um, it doesn't have to always be on your feed as well if you're feeling like that's a little overwhelming or like you said, IGTV or whatever. I think that's a really good um, tip and example of kind of varying your different ways that you're trying to get people engaged with the content. Yeah, for sure. And that's something too that I, I don't think we started there. Oh no, maybe we did. Now I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I, I mean, I played with a lot of things, just kind of figuring out how I wanted it to look and feel and what I thought people would want to, um, to see us. <laughs> where they'd want to find us. Um, but I do think the audio clip, I'm pretty sure I had seen it for another podcast that I loved before I launched my podcast and was like, I have to do that. So I'm, I think I've been doing it the whole time, but I, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have like the graphic made and everything to use for the audio clips. I just haven't done it. And I do it for all my clients. Just, just not myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it can take a long time to make that little clip. Yeah. Um, if you get crazy about it, which I have, <laughs> I like gave this task to my assistant and then I didn't like the clips that she was pulling. And so then I would listen through and then, and I kind of have a sense too of when 
I remember our conversations, right? right. So um, I have a sense of when cool things are happening, but you still have to go and find that. For me, I just usually do one minute clips. Yeah. Um, and so you got to go and find that one minute that's just the perfect start and stop, which can be a challenge. But I've tried to just ease up on being such a like crazy person about it and, right. um, and just find something that has just a moment where I'm like, oh, yep, that's a good tidbit. And then we go with it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. It's like a good tidbit from the show, but maybe not the best tidbit from the show. Yeah. You want someone to have to listen to get like the best part. But yeah, that's definitely a great tip. And I love that. Um, so now kind of going to the other side of things. So are there any failures that you feel like you've had with your podcast? And if so, um, what did you learn from that? Or not even just a failure, but just like a thing you wish you'd done better. Some people don't like the word failure. <laughs> <laughs> I love the word failure. I have no problems with that. Um, well, you know, I do think that the seasons was probably the biggest quote failure. Um, just experimenting with that and seeing that it didn't help me build the way I wanted to build. Um, so yeah, obviously what I learned from that was that for the first year, I really think that this is the goal. For the first year of your podcast, you commit to doing an episode every week right. um, because it just is going to take that time to build the momentum and to you know, get your subscribers up. Um, and then after that, you can decide to change format. And so, so I think since I've already mentioned this one, I'll give you my second failure, <laughs> which is I actually really tried. So I, we are so process obsessed in the business world. Right. Um, and I really, I don't subscribe to that belief at all. And I come from a project management, creative direction background. And so I love creating processes. I love having systems for everything. Um, but I tried to do that before I really understood what all the podcast entailed and what the natural flow and order of things were going to be. So I wasted so much time putting together asanas and like pulling in my two, I have an editor, I have a virtual assistant, and then I had a third assistant at the time. And so trying to like sort out the roles of who does what and, you know, just where everything gets collected. And I like laid this process out and then we tried it and it didn't work at all. And then I spent more time trying to fix it and that didn't work at all until I finally just scrapped it. And I was like, you know what, we're going to get through the early, like rougher phases of this and just go with it and see what happens and then document. Then I started getting really clear about, you know, doing um, screen capture videos of when I would go and, you know, create a graphic or when I would create that audio clip or whoever was working on it, we were just documenting what we were doing instead of trying to outline a process. Right. And so that's kind of, I, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is like, you don't put process before your understanding of flow. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I can totally, totally resonate with that. Um, I know when I first started documenting everything, when I was kind of prepping to start my podcast back in like maybe November of 2017, right before I launched. And I feel like I didn't really know everything that went into it. I just was kind of like, okay, well, this is what I know needs to happen. And then I ended up filling in the blanks and it ended up being okay. Cause at the time it was just me doing it. I didn't really have anyone on my team, but once I had people doing those tasks for me, it was easier for me to kind of go back and add in things like, Oh, you know, I knew I needed to do this, but now I'm going to add it because someone else is going to take it over. Um, so that made it really easy to, um, kind of outsource that. And I love the idea of making loom videos or, you know, little screen recordings because I do the exact same thing. And it's so helpful. I have it written and then I also have a video so that they can see it being done because sometimes reading it is not always as helpful as 
watching it actually being done on a video. Yeah, totally. Especially if you're a virtual team, the videos, I think help people latch onto, I mean, everybody learns differently, but I think it's the video gets you in the flow of it. And then reading it kind of is just a a checklist, a guide to reference back to. Yeah. I think, I think it's good to have both because you know, some people aren't people who can learn with, you know, visuals, they're, they're better like reading or audio or whatever. So it kind of gives people the video, audio, and like the written format. So you're kind of doing all the things and catering to all the learning styles. So yeah. Cool. And then when it comes to your listeners, obviously podcasts makes it hard to track. There's not anything like Google analytics (laughs) out there, but like, where do you find that you're getting your listeners from? Um, or at least you feel like you're getting your listeners from, because obviously it's really hard to find where they're actually coming from before they hit the podcast player itself. Yeah, totally. I think, um, the personal connections that I make are usually the starting point for like the super fans. So it's interesting because my, my clients who were already my clients are now also podcast listeners, um, which is fun. And just people I meet out in the world, the podcast has been a great thing for me to talk about. And like, I, I love it and I get excited about it. So people naturally want to at least go check it out. Right. So, um, I think it does come that way. And then I've seen those people share it and refer it. Um, but honestly, like the, the most successful, like rapid growth that I've seen has been from a few guest interviews where they promoted it and they had a great audience who was really receptive to it. And I think that's because of, um, obviously the interview is great and the topic is really relevant to them or this topic talking about being a business owner is really relevant to their audience as well. So that's been that kind of cross promotion has Mm -hmm. been definitely the biggest thing. We have one episode in particular that's just like, it blows my mind. I'll just mention it here. House of Funk. Um, they're an interior design firm and she does an amazing um, Instagram, like live Instagram show every week. She's just so incredible. And she talks about the nuts and bolts of running a, an interior design business and things that no one else is talking about. It's amazing. But she promoted pretty well. I think she did a great job promoting our episode, but her fans just like went nuts for it. And we blew up so fast. It was amazing. And we've had a couple other ones that were like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think like leaning on your guests to help is really key. I mean, not everyone is going to bring in um, this a huge amount of traffic, you know, depending on how interested their audience is, how engaged they're, how many followers they actually have, things like that. Um, but I think that's a really good thing to lean on. Um, and you know, I feel like for me, when, I, for the most part, whenever I see like download spikes, it's because, um, I was guest on someone else's show and I mentioned my show or the guest promoted or sometimes honestly, it's so random. Like a few days ago, or I guess last week I got like 400 downloads in one day and that's not typical. I mean, you know, it's just not typical at all. So I was like, where did these people come from? I wasn't on a show. I didn't, I did post a new episode, but it definitely didn't get this many down. Like didn't get 400 downloads the first day. That's for sure. Um, like where did these people come from? I don't understand. So it'd be really great if, um, podcast hosts could get better analytics because yeah. I really don't know where my people are coming from. And right. So like an Instagram story that blew up. No one promoted me that day. I like make sure I went and make sure to check everything. And it was just so random and so weird. And I wasn't on any charts that I could see. So I was just like, what is happening? And it's just like, I can't trace that. I can't, so I can't reproduce it. 
you know, it would be really helpful in the future if I could, because then I could tell my clients like, oh, you know, this is what I did and got these downloads, let's do that for you. But it's like, you have no idea what you even did or how your podcast got found. So it'd be yeah. great if there was like a Google Analytics for podcast. So if someone did that, please. <laughs> right. Yes, please. Yeah, I totally agree. It, I, it's, it's weird to put so much of your like time and energy and spirit into creating something and then just be like, I don't know, hope people listen. Right. Um, <laughs> but. All you know is like their location and like, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I know Spotify gives you their location plus like their gender and their age range, but even so that doesn't mean that you know, doesn't mean that they found you directly on Spotify. They could have, but they also could have found you on social media and then listened on Spotify. So there's like really no way to right. gauge where people came from once they are listening on the platform. So it's just kind of like frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> cool. So when you have those listeners um, and you've got them listening to your show, how do you kind of make those people turn into clients and customers, um, and get them like on your email list or, um, you know, working with you in some capacity, how do you kind of go about that or how do you feel you go about that or attempt to go about that? <laughs> yeah. So I, it's, I love that question. It's a tough one to answer right. because I don't have a direct I don't currently, so we're nine months in, I don't currently have a direct client that said, I found you through your podcast or I listened to your podcast. Right. It usually goes the other way around they're, where they're introduced to me first. Um, but so what I do is, um, you mentioned at the top, I do something called a clarity session. So I do, I offer the session. It's currently a, a free session. It's about an hour long. It's pretty game changing, um, for anybody who wants to do it. And I offer that, like, that's the call to action at the end of the podcast. So my intention is to get people to come and connect with me. Um, and to experience what it's like to work with me and what we can get done in an hour and then to right. see what else we could do. Um, I also ask people to shout out on social media. So I always in my outro, and I think I'll probably start doing this in the intro as well, is ask them to take a screenshot of the episode and shout it out on social media. Um, and it, which is just like, it's a micro action, right? It's just, it's a call to action, but it's an easy thing to do. And a lot of people do that. Um, so I think those are the two ways that I'm looking to convert at least to start conversations and to get a little bit of engagement. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And like shouting like the social media shout thing makes it more engaging for people because I feel like that's so hard sometimes to get people to engage because podcasts are so one-sided. Like they can leave you a review, but you can't respond to those reviews. So if you're not like telling them to seek you out elsewhere or like if they review, then you'll do X, Y, Z and things like that. And it's really hard to kind of know who is listening. Um, obviously you're like, unless they actually decide to engage with you, some people are going to be passive listeners. So they're just not going to engage and that's okay too. But it's kind of nice to know like that people actually listen, like seeing the download numbers is great. But when people are like, Oh, I really enjoyed this episode of the podcast, then it's more real. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I think that's for anybody who listens to podcasts and anybody who has a podcast, this is such good 
um, stuff to keep in your consciousness. Like we want feedback, like please tell us that you're paying attention, even just like a second, just that shout out or sending a message on Instagram or sending an email or like whatever you do to just personally tell us like, Hey, I, I see you. I like this is so appreciated. You have no idea. Like I, I go nuts when people contact me because it feels so good to know. Right. Yeah. Someone turned me on Instagram stories the other day and like they showed what they were listening to and like my podcast was on like their list or whatever. And I was super excited or like when people are like, Oh, this was such a good episode about X, Y, Z. Like it just makes you feel so good. And you're just like, you feel validated because, um, you, you know, we see those download numbers, but you're not sure if they're just automatically downloading because you know, Apple podcasts, that is the default setting. If they subscribe, they automatically download every episode and even if they don't listen, it still counts as like a download. So you don't really know if people are actually listening or if it's just like Apple Podcasts, like downloading it automatically <laughs> until yeah, they totally. engage you. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. And the, it's, so it's validating. And it's also just like, we're here for a reason, right? So we put these podcasts together because we want to share this message. We're trying to actively put value out into the world. And so it's like, I want to know when something does resonate with people, when they're experiencing something in their life or in their business that I talk about on the show. And they're like, yeah, that really was perfect timing. That tells me what I can do to like, keep giving you more of what you want. So I think that feedback is a really important piece of this whole big picture. Right. I totally agree. I think it's just really helpful. And, you know, we need that feedback to make sure we're creating more of that content or whatever that may be. So I definitely agree with that. Um, so now that you've talked about kind of converting them into client slash customers, now let's chat a little bit about how you actually keep those people around and listening to your podcast. So like, how do you keep people want to coming back for more each week? Um, like what is your strategy for that? Hmm. I, the, so the strategy I think really is create good content. Um, so one of the things that I think the mini series that I do in between the seasons, um, I think that's my opportunity to dig really deep into. So the one that I did between seasons two and three um, was called Getting Unstuck or How to Get Unstuck. And so each episode, it, and they built on each other, each episode was um, about a specific type of stuck and how to get out of it. And so, and I think that was a really good way for me to be able to really show, like take somebody through a process, um, which again, the listeners love hearing the interviews, but then they're also experiencing these challenges in their daily life. And so the mini series really speaks specifically to their challenge versus the interviews, which are, you know, they're based on the thing that we talk about in the interview, which is relevant, but it's not always like as pointed, you know? So I think that's one thing that we do. Um, I also, I mean, I try, if people reach out to me and they want to engage on the podcast, I really try to engage with them in whatever way. So I think for me, it's mostly Instagram. I do get text messages quite frequently. Um, and, but you know, it's just to like keep the conversation going. So I think that's part of it is showing that you're really here, that you really mean it when you say, reach out to me, I want you to talk to me that you really mean it. Um, and to keep people going, but yeah, I mean, I'm just so I've been a business owner for 11 plus years. Like I've been every, in every stage of what it looks like to start a business, to close a business. I've done that twice, um, to totally like hardcore burnout, to like hit 
a number that you totally thought was impossible in your business and like to experience this like massive success. And so I know all those feelings and I know what we're going through and I'm always super focused on like, how do I speak to that experience that someone else is having, even if, you know, the, the episode will be relevant to them when it's relevant to them. Right. But I think that's really how we retain people is by talking directly to their experiences and what they need. Right. I think that's really important. And I think it's cool how everyone I've talked to really have, have had different ways of keeping people around. Like I've heard so many different things and I thought I was going to run into people saying the same thing, but <laughs> so far I have not. And it's been quite a few um, recordings. So that's, that's really cool. And I, I always love hearing how people keep their listeners wanting to come back for more. Cause you know, if you don't, if you don't have anything that does that, then you're just going to have people dropping off and you don't want that. So Definitely very helpful. Um, I can't wait to hear all of these episodes. I want to know what everyone else is doing. Right. It's super, it's super juicy. I, I, I was scared it was going to be redundant, but so far pretty much everyone has had different answers to all of the questions. I mean, there might be some that they're like, this was a failure I had, but this was also a failure I had. It wasn't like everyone saying the exact same failure. So, or the exact same, like, what's working best. So it's been really insightful to kind of see what other people are doing and get ideas for not only myself and my clients, but also to better serve, you know, my community as well. So yeah, totally love it. Yeah. So what is your favorite tool that you are using in your business and bonus points here? If it actually helps you like with your podcast in some way, hands down it's Canva. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it makes everything so much easier and it, I do use it for the podcast. Um, I don't really promote a whole lot of things outside of the podcast, so <laughs> maybe that's a little bit biased, but yeah, Canva has let me, like, I have the whole look and feel, all of the branding, all of the stuff that I want the podcast to aesthetically um, right. look like. And again, I come from creative direction and branding background. So that's very important to me, highly right. aesthetic. Um, so having that built out, having templates, I make a new template for every season. So it's got a little bit different look and feel, but it's so easy then to replicate um, time and time and time again. And then we can do, like I said, I like giving my guests tons of assets that they right. can use. And so we've got a few like square versions and tall versions and wide versions and all those things. And Canva makes that super duper simple. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. I think Canva is super easy to use if you're not a designer as well. And I agree having multiple different templates and things for people to use is super candy. Um, I do the exact same thing. So I'll, I'll like post the exact same template to my feed all the time, but I, I create like different ones for Pinterest. Um, if you guys know me, I used to be a Pinterest strategist. So obviously like I'm going to do that still. So I create like five to seven graphics per episode. Some of them have like opt-in little graphics on them. Some of them don't, um, you know, it's just really important to have multiple different graphics for your episode. So you can kind of see which ones are converting best, especially if you're using something like Pinterest and Canva makes it super easy to have those templated and ready to go. You just need to change like the title and like the name of the guest or whatever. Yeah. Love it. Cool. And then lastly, I have to ask, what is your current favorite podcast? I mean, it doesn't have to be one that's business focused or anything, just something that you like, you enjoy listening to and you, you, they give you like a good listening experience basically. 
Yeah, I am a business nerd, so I do listen to a lot of business podcasts. Um, my current favorite business podcast is Making Money as a Life Coach. Okay. Um, that's Stacey Bayman's podcast. And her episodes are also pretty short. I love that. And she's just very punchy. <laughs> so she's fun to listen to. And every episode is like highly actionable, but it's she's a coach and she coaches coaches. So right. she's really coming from that mindset framework, which is what is so appealing to me. It's not, we're not tactics focused until we are really clear on our mindset. So I like that a lot. But I also want to give a shout out to um, the How She Did That podcast. And oh. That's Latasha Booth. I love that. And that is more tactical, but it's so smart. And it really comes from um, other business owners' experiences, their true experiences of doing things a certain way. And those episodes are really great. Yeah, Tasha is actually, I, I'm not sure if her episode has gone live yet, but she's also going to be on this podcast or already has. If you guys could go listen to that. Her podcast is amazing. And I actually also do some self-contracting for her. So um, she's, she's a pretty cool lady and I can vouch for her for sure. And she has really great guests. And I, including myself, I'll be on there. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Snaps <up>. to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. She has a really good show. And I think it's interesting how she kind of says how she did blah, 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 or how she did this, you know, with every episode, she kind of themes it that way. And it's a different topic, but she keeps her theme. So it's, it's a really cool show. Definitely agree. And I'll have to check out the first one you mentioned. Um, I actually haven't listened to that one, which is interesting because, you know, I'm a podcast junkie, but obviously <laughs> can't listen to all the podcasts out there. I would never sleep, <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Well, just let us know where we can find you. So your website, your social channels, and of course your podcast name. Again. Yeah. So podcast is spark and victory and the website for that is sparkandvictory.com. <laughs> Easy peasy. But if you search spark and victory, I'm pretty sure it's spark plus victory. So I always like to tell people that, um, yeah, my website is uh, sparkcollaborative.com. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you go there, you can find out all about me and the clarity session that I do with people and yeah. And, oh, and let's connect on Instagram. I'm at Lindsay Brownson. It's L I N S I at Lindsay Brownson. That's where I'm hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I will link everything in the show notes since Lindsay spells her name differently than a lot <laughs> of Lindsay's out there. Um, but yeah, so you guys can go check her out. She's awesome. And but yeah, thanks for being here, Lindsay. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you, Jenny. This was great. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 126. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community. See you in the next episode.